How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And I just want to give a shout out. Uh, I know yesterday in my live podcast yesterday, it was really fun. Uh, I did a few things in there. But one of the things I did do was uh, decide on on my next football team that I'm going to be cheering for. Um, So I dropped the Carolina Panthers uh, and I went over the reasons why in yesterday's podcast. And I did a roulette wheel, and I told myself that I would pick uh, one of three teams, two of which were teams that I enjoyed watching. And then, of course, I threw in the Raiders in there as well because uh, I do live in Las Vegas. But I'm not the type of person that's just going to jump on the bandwagon just because I live in the city. And I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from people. But, you know, I have a lot of friends that have their own favorite teams anyways that aren't Raiders fans as well. And I'll cheer for the team, and I, I hope for the best for them, but they're not going to be the team that I'm going to be rooting for to make it to the very end. Um, but on that note, though, I do want to give a big shout-out to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders today. Um, we played our first, or they played their first home game um, today, Monday Night Football, and they were playing against the Saints. And initially, I thought the Saints were going to destroy uh, the, the uh, Raiders, but it ended up, you know, as a, as a pretty big upset, I, I think, in the second half. The the Raiders definitely maintained. Um, they, they came back, and then they maintained the lead throughout the whole game after after the second half. But um, watching that game made me realize something, and it was something that I've – so yesterday's podcast was really fun. Today's podcast is not really so much of a, of a negative – oh, uh, another thing, by the way, before I get into that – um, I actually today went ahead and uninstalled all my social media apps off my cell phone and I made a long post on Facebook. Uh, I guess I could read it out. Um, let me read out that post real quick. Um, so essentially, I, I don't know today randomly, I didn't watch anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't read a negative like, um, post or anything of that nature. I, I really just, I don't know. I, I thought, like, if there was going to be a point where I was going to commit to, you know, rolling back on utilizing social media, I felt like I, I needed to get it done. Like, I haven't, uh, I've been very proud of myself during, since I became a parent, uh, actually right before becoming a parent, that I dropped drinking alcohol and smoking uh, and consuming cannabis products. And... It's coming up on almost a year. My daughter's about to be a year old, and I dropped that stuff in November. And it's crazy to think that it's been that long since I've consumed any kind of drug. And I'm proud of myself. I, I Honestly, if you knew me personally, it wasn't like I was an addict or anything like that because it, was, it wasn't like it was difficult for me to drop it. I just chose not to do it. Um, but... I was a social drinker and I enjoyed, I mean, I wasn't so much so like because I was working in the cannabis industry before I had my daughter, but I was consuming a lot of cannabis. I was getting a lot of free cannabis and it was great to, to consume a lot of cannabis. But uh, one of the things I appreciated was the fact that I just randomly on a, on a random day, a month before we had our, our daughter, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop drinking. I, like, I still have beers in my fridge from my baby shower that I had. And yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been great. But anyways, so I wrote in the post, I was like, social media is a drug that I believe a lot of people are addicted to because it feeds into our narcissistic viewpoint that somehow as individuals, we are more important than our neighbor. 
I strive to minimize stresses in my life. Honestly, my personal life has been great, and it has been, honestly. Uh, and I list out the reasons. Me and my wife both have careers that allow us to stay at home. Uh, secondly, I live in a, a pretty great neighborhood, very quiet. You know, not many cars drive through here. Uh, late at night, I do hear some, like, speed drivers, but, like, honestly, it, it's really quiet. Really feel safe here, too. Everyone has dogs. I'm, like, the only person in this neighborhood that doesn't have a, a dog. They don't bark at night. It's pretty great. Um, and, and this one really meant a lot to me, the third point, which was uh, I'm a loving – like, I, I consider me and my wife uh, to be very loving. Like, we're uh, loving individuals, and we try to do that as much as possible with friends, with our family – um, and especially with our daughter and we want her to, to be exposed to that. So I wrote as my third point, we are a loving family that will do our best to navigate the complexities of being great parents while striving to prioritize teaching her love, curiosity, and the appreciation that we aren't perfect. And it was, uh, that one's going to be very difficult because most parents, I, like my mom thinks that I'm a perfect kid in her eyes and, um, I've done a lot of mistakes. I've done a lot of wrongs in my life. Uh, and to be the person I am today required me to make a ton of mistakes. Luckily, I've gone through those and I have learned from them. Instead of repeating a lot of those issues, I went ahead and, and grew from them. There were some that took a little bit longer than than usual, but I, I, I've always been the type of person that didn't really enjoy repeating the same type of mistakes. And I would always beat myself up when I did. Um. But I want to to tell my daughter that, and I've done a podcast about this in the past, where essentially I don't want to tell my daughter that she's perfect. I want to tell her that she is a another person on this planet, no different than any other person out there. We will love her forever, and she is our, our beautiful baby girl. But outside of the love that she gets inside the house, she needs to replicate that with others around her and that she needs to realize that she isn't above anyone else just because she has such loving family or loving parents and a loving family. I don't ever want her to perceive herself as being above anyone else. And I don't want her to shy away from making mistakes. And I want to tell my daughter that it's great to make mistakes. It's great to fail. It's just make sure that you learn from them and grow from them. Anyways, I can, I continue by saying, but even knowing how great our lives are at the moment, talking about me and my wife, I am still stressed about how much people have lost sight of what it means to care for one another. And I touched on this a little bit yesterday. Honestly, there are a multitude of reasons that I can come up with as to why the idea of community has been nearly destroyed. But I know that social media is one of those reasons. So to start the transition away from social media, I will be uninstalling all social media apps on my phone, which I did right after posting this, and will only access them from a computer but making sure to only uh, engage in delivering positive messages. There's enough toxicity out there, and I don't want to be a part of it at all. So I told myself that if I do ever get on social media, really I would only use it. A primary focus really is just to utilize it and um, promoting my brand if, if that's something in the future that I want to really engage in doing. Um, and also using it to reach out to family that just doesn't have the ability to uh, contact me by by cell phone, but I, I've I've uh, they have other means to contact me, and and so I don't really want them to utilize Facebook as a as a means to to reach out to me. 
To those that want to hear from me, you can always tune into my daily podcasts by searching Tongues Out Podcast with Jason Navarro on Google and finding my face. And actually, before I posted that, I wanted to make sure that uh, that was the case. And yeah, if you type that in into Google, you can find many different platforms that you can listen to me on, which is pretty awesome. To those that care about me, you already have my number. So send me a text or call me, which is true. If you want to reach out to me, but don't have my number and you can't contact a U.S. number, I went ahead and laid out my email for them. And I just wanted to thank everyone. And I, I've gotten a lot of uh, appreciation from people on that post. And I think that that's great. And I think a lot of people are, are really starting to to empathize with, with that as well. So I wanted to touch on that too. As to, I, I think there's going to be an interesting endeavor. I've never done this before. I've never, I've ne- like before moving to Vegas, I wasn't a big social media person, but I still utilized it a lot to just kind of go back and forth with friends and family. At that time, I only had like 150 followers. Um, now it's like 1,700 and like half the people in there, I don't even like, I don't even talk to anymore. But um, I would see their comments and I would see just, it's just, it's, you could just tell, you could tell the narrative in this world and you could tell that a lot of people are just so focused. And I, I'm kind of guilty of this as well. I mean, if you're listening to my podcast, right, you're listening to my thoughts and and my expressions and and my ideas and and um I I never want to come off and portray myself as narcissistic because that's the last thing I want to do. I really want to utilize this platform to to um expose people to a different way of looking at the world and, and sharing fun facts and having fun with people. And, and my goal, and that's the reason why the name is tongues out podcast, because I I don't want people to take the things too serious. Uh, But we live in a serious world right now. And I I think the only way I'm going to relate with those people, I don't, I don't think most people would want to hear a joke like when they're struggling at the moment. And I, I just want to bring light to some of the issues in this world and, but most of the time, you know, try to keep it as humorous as possible and as informative as possible because that's just the type of person I am. But, you know, I am a deep, deep thought person. I, I, I think a lot about, you know, my life, the people's lives that are around me and, and a lot about the, the world and where the world's going and where America's going, where, you know, where my city, where my state's going um, you know, I think about this stuff all a lot and I, I know that if I maintained, and I, I, that's one of the reasons actually one of the motivating factors in, in getting away from social media is this idea of not really exposing myself too much of, uh, the personalized, like, I feel like a lot of people are just very quick at responding to the issues of the world. Like they, they don't really put a lot of forethought. They don't really think about like, you know, a step-by-step process. They really just look at something and immediately want to react. And I don't want to be that type of person. I think, you know, until all the cards are laid out on the table, I think we should be patient and wait out and hear. And I've gotten sucked into that. I've gotten, I've found myself a few times seeing things and, and wanting to react immediately only to find out that with more news, I probably shouldn't have reacted the way I did. And I hate myself whenever I, I, I do that because I tend to type, be the type of person that wants to have all the information as possible to make a uh, 
intellectual and knowledgeable um, decision on on whatever the scenario is. And so I, I, that's one of the motivating factors as to why I'm getting away from social media is because of that, because I just see a lot of reactionary immediately, like just to like, and it, it's, it really is hovering in the level of toxicity. And, and I, I know why. It's because that's the narrative that is, a, uh, and I talked about this in yesterday's live podcast, that drama is just this thing that people love to gravitate towards. And drama and social media is a great way to expose people to drama 24-7. Whenever they want to be exposed to it, they're going to see it. Whereas like with television shows, you know, you can only watch so many uh, episodes a week of, of the same thing. Before, you know, there's no more episodes. It's the same thing or it's it's different with social media. There's always something new going on on there. And you can always expose yourself with more and more and more drama. And I feel like a lot of people are doing that because they they enjoy that level of, of, of information coming to them because it really blocks out how, how bad it is out there in the world right now. Like not just, I, I don't mean like the world, I mean like in their world, like their world and how bad it's getting for them, like losing their job, losing uh, significant others, losing loved ones, uh, you know, the fear of this pandemic, the fear of not knowing what, what's going on. A lot of these things is, is like going through a lot of people's minds. And I, I could definitely see how that can make people want to want to block out that stuff. But I, I don't like the impression where people feel like they are, are, getting that from looking down on people, looking at other people's issues and being like, oh, that's not me. Woo, that's good. Like, you know, and then they just feed off of that. And I, I just, I don't enjoy that. And then at the same time, there's the other side of it where people just want, and I, I was that person where I felt like I would see something and then be like, no, you're wrong and like get involved in it. And I did that up until like a month ago when I just stopped doing that completely and would just read posts from people. But uh, it's like you always want to get your two cents in there. And it's like you always want to put yourself out there. And it's like, who am I? Like, honestly, to like, especially to the random people that are I'm engaging with in discussion, they don't know who I am. They don't know my background. They just see me just uh, reacting to something that they say. And how are they going to empathize with the words I say? Because they don't even know who I am. Like, my words are better used towards people that better understand me. And I, I hope that this platform allows people to better understand my thoughts and everything so that if I ever have a, a discussion with anyone that's watching my podcast or listening to my podcast, they um, they at least know where I'm coming from. And I think that's the, the biggest issue right now is that people don't know where people are coming from when they make these, these posts and these discussions. Um, and I, I do want to give the benefit of the doubt to, to a lot of people. Like some of the people I just cannot agree with in politics are some of my, my bestest of friends because – they're good people. They're still great people, but they just we just don't see eye to eye in certain aspects of politics. And I just had to grow to accept that, and they did as well. But at the end of the day, we're still good friends. Um, but where I was going with all of this is that, um, and what made me think about social media and the football game was when I was watching the game today, I was watching how that stadium, which we was brand new, it just got built. It literally was finished at the very beginning of 2020, um, like around like March or April time period. Because I still remember it being kind of. It was like March. It was like right before the pandemic. Like everything shut down. It was like uh, February, March. It was like right before. Um, 
I got furloughed from my last job. I remember driving by, I would drive by the stadium all the time and I would see just, you know, them finishing up the work and it's a beautiful stadium. But I, I remember watching the game today and just seeing how there's no one in the stands because Las Vegas has a, um, a stay at home mandate and a, a lot of other things as well. But um, it made me think about last year, 2019, how everyone, and I mean everyone that I knew personally that lived in Las Vegas, whether they worked in hospitality or did not, was so excited for 2020. Like, so stoked. We, had, we were supposed to have a new, like, a massive casino built. We had the football team coming. We had a, a crazy summer. Um we finally recovered from the shooting that happened a, a few years back and like everything was starting to, it looked like 2020 was going to be a massive year for Las Vegas. And it, it definitely was positioned to be that way. Everyone was excited. And I feel like a lot of people probably, and I feel so bad for people in this position because I feel like a lot of people made decisions in 2019, knowing that they were probably going to be capitalizing on all the wealth that 2020 was going to generate for them. And when the pandemic hit, that didn't happen. And I feel like a lot of people were expecting this this phenomenal year. And instead, they got blindsided by something completely opposite of what they thought. And I think more so Vegas than a lot of other cities. Because um, Vegas is a, it's a very interesting city. A lot of money flows through this city. And a lot of it flows through the hospitality industry. A lot of flows through the casinos. Um. But when you work in hospitality, there's a lot, and I've talked about this. If you want to listen to my week-long podcast discussion where every single day I was talking about different benefits as to why working in Las Vegas is, is a, it's a great thing, and, and obviously it's a bad thing right now, but why it was great before the pandemic. Because you don't make money just like if you were in that industry like I was, you don't make money just from one thing. You can make money from everything. I mean, hotel stays, restaurants, activities that people do. Uh, bars, clubs, er like everything that people were planning on doing, you could literally make money off of that. And so with this influx of traffic, not only, and but one of the things that made Vegas struggle a lot was the winter time period. So during the summer and spring period, we would be slammed with traffic, but then the winter was always slow. Well, the city found a way to generate a lot of traffic during the winter, which was having this football team. Because, you know, football games start off at the uh, like beginning of September and go all the way until January. And um, it, was a, it was a great idea, honestly, for the city to capitalize on that and to get a team like the Raiders over here. But so that's why I, I'm saying like for, for Las Vegas, this is completely different. I really, truly feel like a lot of people were just so excited. I, I, I mean, we were talking about this in 2018. 2019 everyone was just like dude get ready open the you know open bank accounts and and you better talk to financial advisors because the money that we're going to be making is insane and it all went to shit at the very end and um i just i i i i've been fortunate enough to to tell myself early on like right when the pandemic hit, I was like, you know what? This is probably going to last a long time. This isn't looking good for China. It looked really bad for them. And I was following the news out there. I was like, if it's here in the States, it's going to be really bad as well. Because I don't think we have the capacity to deal with it. And clearly, it hasn't been that way. I haven't been proven wrong. 
I knew when I, especially when I heard that the disease was evolving and changing, that made me think like, okay, so like herd immunity. And then I, I lost track, like lost faith in herd immunity because like this disease was dangerous to acquire. So it wasn't like people could get exposed to it and then be completely fine. Like a vast majority of people, like there were people that legitimately need to go on ventilators. And that was like all you heard early on. And I was like, wow, this is going to be really bad. And then when they started to talk about vaccines, I was like, there's no way you can't be rushing a vaccine out that fast. And then I was like, how do you make a vaccine for something that that evolves and and it has more similarities to the common cold and the flu than it does anything else? And I was like, it doesn't make sense. Like, uh, uh, you're probably going to get boosters that will will protect you for a short time period, but I mean, it's not going to be like a vac- one and done type of vaccine. There's no way, absolutely no. I still don't believe so. I don't believe in this idea that you get like one. They're claiming that it's two. They get two vaccines or boosters, and then you're good to go. I don't think so. And so because of that, I had I thought really early on, like I need to do something with myself. I need to like, I can't rely on like Vegas stuff. I have to like figure out a way to make money because, uh, I I got laid off and like, this is, this is a big deal. This is not going to disappear anytime soon. But I feel for like, like a lot of people, it wasn't, they didn't see it that way. They, they, they were very hopeful. They were hopeful that, you know, when, when the city first closed down and shut down and, and did everything to try to minimize the spread that that alone would have been good enough early on at the very beginning of the summer to kind of eliminate all of it. And then we would have been uh, like maximizing like um, all the CDC guidelines to be able to kind of reopen up Vegas slowly during the summer and then hopefully be completely open during the wintertime period. And I, I don't see that realization anytime soon. And so it's crazy to see this brand new stadium that is not being utilized and just how much money is being lost in the city. It it must be ridiculous. I cannot wait to look at the metrics from, like, compared. And 2019 wasn't a great year for Vegas. Like, after the shooting, every year was, like, okay. But it wasn't like they were before the shooting. Like, it was okay, okay, okay. But everyone was like, okay, 2020, 2020. That's going to be the year that we're coming back. That it's going to be a great year for everyone. And, you know... That got pushed off, obviously. And I don't know if the same type of level of excitement is going to be there for the city because now the stadium's already been built. The team's already kind of played their games. This other casino will be finished sometime whenever, whenever construction can kind of continue with with those buildings. But, um, you know, ultimately, though, the city's a very strong city as well. So I know they eventually will come back from it. They were really hit hard during the financial crisis of 2008, and it came back really strong. Um, but it will be really interesting to see how they come back for something like this, especially if it doesn't disappear, if it's something that's like part of our lives forever. And now companies and businesses are going to have to try to figure out how to like manage like distancing people. And, and that's, I don't know. I really, I, I don't know what the future's like. And, um, I just can't get into into conversations with people about it on social media, and so that's and the election's coming up soon. So that's literally what made me get away from all of this, uh, like utilizing social media because I, I don't want to be around that. But anyways, I, I didn't want this podcast. I like wanted to start off pretty positive, and but it ended kind of dreary. But like, if you're not in Las Vegas, don't don't worry. I mean, it, it, you guys have it a lot better than the city. To those living in the city, 
Look, if you're making the moves to go to a different area and, and start all over, I, I respect that. I think that's a smart decision to make, honestly. To those that are staying here and, and, and staying strong, like I respect that as well. And I'm I'm hopeful hopeful for you guys. But with the facts and the way that everything's looking right now, especially with like this the winner is always like the way it works for most people is like they make a ton of money during the summer, they save it and then they ride out the winter until the next summer. No one has that this time around. And there's no unemployment for people. I've talked to many of other people that are, are just struggling at the moment. And I don't know. I, I just like, I hope for the best for, for everyone. But anyways, don't want to, don't want to keep this going. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and, and hearing out my thoughts on, on everything today. And I will catch you guys manana for a more positive podcast. I promise. Thank you. Bye.